Ray Success Cast podcast. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about value. The value is a realtor brand. It's Sean Cummings, I'm your director of member and education services at the SRA, and this is Success Cast. Welcome to Success Cast. Today, we're going to be talking about um, value, the concept of value. You know, in the four years that I've been working in organized real estate, I've learned that a lot of realtors have difficulty articulating what it is that they do in a way that people can understand and certainly appreciate and ultimately uh, value that service that realtors provide. So we're, and as consumers, we're looking for value every single day, right? It's part of our shopping habits. You hear and read the word value in marketing material. Uh, people are always, always looking for a good deal or an amazing offer, right? But value is a very personal thing. Uh, there's no such thing as a universal value, other than when we take a, talk, take a look at monetary systems, and um, that's something I'm not even gonna get into. <laughs> but frankly, it's a personal choice. Um, do I like this realtor? What does this realtor bring to me uh, that's going to help me move forward with uh, either listing my home or selling my home or selling my property, whichever, right? So, you know, I thought about, well, if we're going to talk about value, let's take a look at the dictionary term and, and see what the definition is. So I, I dug into the dictionary and here's what I found. Value is relative worth, merit, or importance. So the value of a college education, the value, for example, of a queen in chess. But it can also have monetary or material worth, as in commerce or trade, and this affects real estate. This piece of land has greatly increased in value, right? It's the worth of something or the equivalent worth uh, or return in money, material, or services to give value for value received. But at the end of the day, the important thing to remember is value is ultimately a personal choice and everybody values things differently. So we have to talk about the concept of perceived value, how people perceive a product and whether or not that is going to answer uh, the questions that are internal uh, and really when people are looking at value we just we just sort of define value for ourselves don't we right it's based on past experience you might have got a really great deal on something and you'd like to repeat that again and we've all had that where you just got an amazing smoking deal on something I, I just bought a, a new vehicle um, and I got a great deal on it because my spouse is um, is uh, a nurse and so I got 3% uh, you know, below dealer invoice. Uh, well, that was a great deal. That was great value to me. Um, you know, if I go buy a vehicle in the future, am I gonna be looking for the same deal? Probably, you know, because why wouldn't I? It's based on past experience. It's also based on current experience, your shopping habits, how you're perceiving the value of goods and services which are out there. Sometimes it's also based on expectations. And I, I would argue that because, you know, realtors haven't, haven't always done as well as they could at articulating what it is that they do to earn their pay, it can create an expectation in, you know, the public that you don't, that you don't earn your pay, uh, that your commissions are too high. So that's an important thing to consider when you're building your value is how to put that to bed. And of course, ultimately, it's based on persuasion. And persuasion really is the art of changing people's minds. Uh, and that really gets into your marketing, doesn't it? So really it all boils down to W-I-I-F-M, which is what's in it for me, right? Uh, that's, that's always something that we utilize internally when we're looking and shopping and, and so forth, right? 
So value does change over time though. So it, it, it always does. Um, some things can become worthless over time. Some things can become, you know, priceless over time. Uh, a 1984 uh, Hyundai Pony, uh, well, first of all, good luck finding one, wouldn't be worth much today because they were not a great car and they tended to rust out. Uh, but, you know, a 1964 and a half Mustang, that's worth a pile of money. And that was a car that also had rust problems too. Uh, value changes over time. The printing press was invented in the 1400s. It literally changed the world. It brought, it brought literacy to all of Europe. And but the actual printing press that Gutenberg created, you know, isn't worth anything in terms of practical value because you wouldn't use it anymore to communicate with people. Though it does have value as uh, as a historical piece. Uh, the game Pong. I'm 52. I remember when Pong came out in the late 1970s. That was like the first video game that people could buy. Um, and uh, you can still find Pong out there occasionally at a flea market uh, and not worth a lot of money, right? I mean, as we move forward, what changes is technology changes, industry changes, culture changes. Individuals change, families change, um, and their values change over time. Does, that's just the reality. Uh, but value itself, okay, the concept of value doesn't change because it's based on needs, it's based on wants, it's based on priority. That's why people will pay more money to go to the front of the line, like, you know, at uh, uh, with an airline, for example. And again, as I said, it's based on perception. And how that relates to you is you need to answer the internal question in people's minds. Are you the right realtor for me? And how can you articulate your value so you can answer those internal questions uh, that the client isn't necessarily going to say to you? So let's talk a little bit about perceived value. Okay, perceived value is a customer's opinion of a product's value to him or her. It may uh, have little or nothing to do with the product's market price, and it depends on the product's ability to satisfy somebody's you know needs or requirements. That's really what perceived value is, and it's an individual choice. So quite frankly, if you're going to build value, you have to believe in what you're doing believe in what you are recommending, believe in the service that you're delivering because the, that belief itself makes you believable. Uh, inject passion into your marketing mix. Uh, show people why it is you love to do what you do and articulate to people how you take care of your clients. That's really what we're talking about at a very basic level. So belief itself makes you believable. But what governs your belief? Well, that's, that's, that's a million dollar question. I mean, today is teeming rain outside. It's kind of a miserable, crappy day. That might have an impact on how I feel today, right? So how you feel each day governs your belief. How you feel about your clients can govern your belief. Um, how you feel about your job and the industry and ultimately how you feel about yourself. Because for, for anybody that's in commission sales, it's, it's, it's hard to always be on every single day um, and you have to be if you're going to be successful so when we're talking about value what we're talking about is how you articulate what your value is in your marketing mix and in your communications that's really it so what do you want to convey is it your reviews I mean online reviews are excellent social proof you should always assume that you are being uh, creeped online people are checking you out to find out what other people are saying about you I don't even order a pizza without checking out what the pizza's reviews are on Google right 
your qualifications. Do you have specific industry qualifications that are of benefit to your clients? And most important, are you able to articulate that benefit to your clients? Because really the, the consumer buying equation is benefit over price equals value. So what's in it for me over whatever somebody charges equals value. There has to be an equivalent amount of benefit uh, to price for people to get the sense of value. So uh, your sales performance might be important. Referrals might be something that you could convey. Uh, what else? Think about it. And I've talked about this at length. Just make a big laundry list of all the physical tasks that you do to put together a transaction because that's the stuff that you're doing to earn your pay and it, that's the stuff that you can utilize to articulate your value to the public. But really, it all boils down to a very, very, very difficult question to answer. Anybody that knows me, you're probably laughing right now because you know what's coming. The question that I ask every single realtor that I train is a very simple question that's very hard for a lot of people to answer. And that question is, why should you be my realtor? And typically when I ask that question, I, I get answers like, oh, I'm very ethical and I like helping people and I love the housing market and that kind of thing, I'm very professional, but, but people are looking for deeper meaning and ultimately what's in it for me is, is the big thing because people will typically assume that every realtor is going to say the same thing because typically realtors do say the same things in their marketing mix, right? So a good exercise to use when you want to answer the question of why you want to be somebody's realtor, why you should be somebody's realtor is what I call the reduce it to the ridiculous exercise. So on a sheet of paper, literally write down everything you do to get that house listed. Cut nothing out, like include everything you do, even the smallest thing, like photocopying if you have to. Uh, now you've got a list of the things that you do to make a deal happen, and now you can start talking about what you do instead of just talking about your listings. Because typically, if you take a look at how most realtors are marketing themselves, it's essentially a Facebook feed of look at my listing, look at my listing, look at my listing, look at my listing, because Facebook's cheap and it's easy to do and it's easy to reach demographics based on interest and gender and so forth. So it's important to, to, to utilize this exercise to, to identify the things that you do to earn your pay. And I also like to say, you don't get paid for what you do as well. You also get paid for what you know. So a really great area where you can articulate your value, and I've been saying this for a couple years now, realtors are the great interpreters of the data. There's tons and tons of real estate data out there, and the public has access to a lot of real estate data, but they, they are unable to understand the markets in the way in which a realtor can, and they need a realtor to explain things to them because they don't work in the industry, that's it. So the value of the knowledge that you possess is so critically important and I think you need to talk more about those things that you know. If we go back maybe 20 years perhaps, um, there was a, a game-changing piece of technology that entered the world called Napster, all right? That was file sharing and that was a disruptive service. Now, Napster doesn't even exist anymore, so Napster probably doesn't have much value beyond historical value. So what changed in that case? Well, technology changed, culture changed, people's changed, and it really, the industry changed. I mean, the music industry completely was turned inside out as a result of Napster. But if you ask the average person now what Napster was, they might vaguely remember it if they've ever heard about it at all.
So I want to talk a little bit more about perceived value now, right? Automobiles are a great example because you know, mo most people love their cars, love their minivans. Well, actually not anymore, <laughs> but they do love their crossovers. Um, but every brand, every automobile brand uh, struggles very hard to, to in, a, in a tight competitive market, to establish its, its own value, right? Fundamentally, at a basic level, automobiles are the same. They have an internal combustion engine, they've got a gearbox, they've got a brake, you know, they've got a steering wheel, that kind of thing. But the, the, the way in which the product is made and manufactured, the quality of the materials has an impact on the perceived value. So that's why people might have a greater perception of value uh, for a Mercedes-Benz or a Lamborghini than they would for a Kia or a Chevy, uh, even though fundamentally they are the same thing. And over time, um, you know, that, that perception of value just continues because it becomes ingrained in popular culture. So ultimately to really understand what's in it for me, and that's what we're trying to reach here with, with, with the public is to answer those internal questions. What you do must be perceived by consumers to be disproportionately higher than what their expectations are, okay? It must be clearly and consistently articulated in your marketing mix and interactions with clients and prospects. Um, and if people see enough personal benefit from the service that you can provide, it doesn't really matter at all what your commission is. It, it really won't. Um, I, I was a trainer and team builder at a very, very successful uh, plumbing and heating company that had a reputation for being, you know, one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive place in town. And this company buried the competition uh, because of the value that they heaped on in spite of the price. So people saw the value in the services that were being provided. People will perceive value when you blow them away with what you can do for them. And you have to articulate that in everything that you do from marketing to systems and processes right down to conversations with, uh, with individual uh, consumers. That's really what we're talking about. And back to that reduce the reduce it to the ridiculous exercise. You know, I, I made a list. Uh, I, I, you know, dozens and dozens of things that I know that realtors do, from making appointments with sellers for listing presentations to uh, researching all comparable currently listed uh, properties to compiling and assembling uh, all that information into auto emails to confirming current public schools and explaining the impact of schools on market value. There's all kinds of things that realtors do and you may not even be consciously aware of the value that you bring. So I want you to think very hard about the physical tasks that you provide and start articulating that uh, as, your, as, as really your value proposition. You work hard for the money that you earn and you need to start talking about the value that you bring. I also did a Google search and I actually found a list of 184 things that a realtor does. So if you have challenges with that, send me an email, sean at sra.ca, that's S-E-A-N at sra.ca, and I will send you that list. Uh, absolutely. All the things that you do provide value. It's time to start talking about them and showing people uh, the great value that realtors bring. 
Want to learn more about value? We're putting together learning tools that are going to help you grow your business. Uh, Boost Your Business is uh, our, our sales and marketing platform that we're making available to brokers starting in September. Uh, and they can provide uh, pre-made trainings available to you at your brokerage to assist you in gaining a greater understanding of how you can help uh, articulate your value and really boost your business in positive ways. So that's what I wanted to talk today on SuccessCast about is to get you thinking about what value is. And as we move forward, I'm going to be reaching out to members uh, to talk to you and, 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 and identify the things that you're doing that are helping you build your business. Uh, we're going to talk to others in the community, um, uh, particularly those with an emphasis uh, and experience in marketing and sales to discuss different techniques and strategies that you can use to articulate your value to everybody out there. So there you go. That's our uh, our podcast for today. Thanks so much for listening. Again, I'm Sean Cummings. I'm your Director of Member and Education Services. If you have any questions, please send me an email. Sean, that's S-E-A-N at S-R-A I'd love to hear from you. And thanks so much for listening. Thank you.